bless his people. And that's what we're talking about, rewards. Everyone say rewards. There are going to be rewards given out to people. And I believe the churches for their stand that they took the last couple years. Being faithful, amen, committed to the word of God, not being moved by what they see. And uh, so I want to encourage you to, to listen carefully to what I have to say this morning and then also Pastor Hank. And then one more thing. How many get YouTube? Can get, how, let me see your hands. If you can get, how many watch sometimes YouTube? Okay, I have an assignment for you. Um, I want you to go on and listen. Uh, Lance Wall now kind of revamped his, his whole thing. And it's called the Lance Wall Now Show. You go on YouTube and type that in, and you'll get parts one and part two. And it's less than an hour. And uh, Lance Walnut, how many of you know who he is? Okay, a lot of you do. He is, he's half Jewish. Um, I really love the, the gentleman, and, and he's a great teacher, and he's very prophetic. And uh, I think he brings balance to a lot of the prophets that are saying things right now. And uh, so I want to encourage you to go on and, l- and listen, because especially part two, he talks about 2022. And uh, I-, I believe you'll be blessed. And uh, we were sitting last night listening, and for some reason, Michael likes to speak up when I'm listening to something and interrupt. And you were talking, and I just, one time I got upset. Well, that didn't help. So this last night, I just sat there in the recliner and kept my mouth shut. I paused. Six times I paused. So, yes, my wife, we do love each other. It's just sometimes in 40 years it's been difficult. Amen. But we're we're still standing. So please listen to that. Um, Get your notepad and, and take some notes. I'm going to listen to it again today and, and write down some of the things because I was really stirred in my heart. Not only for individually as a minister, but, but for the church as a whole. And uh, I think it will bless you. Amen? Amen? We said our purpose is our Father God is going to reward His people for their faithful service and righteous stand that we've taken Amen. 2021, 2020, even 1918, we've we've taken a stand. Some people have stepped up and done the right thing. I said, you and I must raise our expectations higher. And some of you didn't get this. Some of you did. We must raise our expectations higher than Jelly of the Month Club. Some of you got that. Some of you don't. If you're just clueless, just ask somebody what, what I'm talking about. But that's the most, the mentality of most Christians. Jelly of the month club. And our God's a big God. And our God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. And I'm one that diligently seeks my Father every day. And I believe you do too. And I believe we need to even seek Him more in 2022. We said that God can do anything you know. This is... Um, a quote from Ephesians, but it's a different translation. God can do anything you know far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. That's how you need to see your Heavenly Father. Amen? Peter made a statement, he, and he's speaking to Jesus. He says, we've left everything. 
We owned and followed you, didn't we? Yes, said Jesus. And you won't regret it. No one who has sacrificed home, spouse, brothers, sisters, parents, children, whatever will lose out. It will all come back multiplied many times over in your lifetime. And then the bonus of eternal life. See, many Christians think they're just going to receive all the accolades and blessings and everything when they get to heaven. No, God is rewarding His people now in this lifetime. Especially those that have taken a stand. And this is a church, and I I am so proud to serve a people that have an attitude. And, and, I mean, your preacher's got attitudes. She's a Monroe girl. Grew up in the bar. Amen. Rough and ready. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's before Christ. But she carried over in Christ, too. And we need to as Christians. We're not called to be wimps. We're called to be strong and bold and aggressive. And I'll take a hundred thousand bobbies over a bunch of wimpy Christians that have no backbone. Amen? You know, it was prophesied years ago I was going to have a lot of wild stallions. Well, that was the first one. And he's still pretty wild. But you know what? God can corral a wild stallion. Amen? And so, we, I, I'm looking forward to all that God's going to do this year. Now, we said last week that the, the, rewo- the rewards of the righteous, we talked about that, and we gave you examples, and we called them a, by a certain description. We gave you the example in, in, uh, with Ruth, when Boaz tells Ruth, and he makes this statement. Remember, Ruth followed her mother-in-law. Ruth was a Gentile, followed Naomi, back to Israel, and uh, where Boaz ended up taking care of her and her family and marrying her. This is what Boaz tells Ruth. The Lord repay your work, and a full reward, everyone say full reward, be given you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. I like that. Then in Proverbs 11, verse 18, it says, The wicked man earns deceitful wages, but he who sows righteousness. And here's the description of righteousness. Conduct according to moral principles, strict honesty, uprightness of character, shall have a sure reward. Say sure reward. So we have a full reward, we have a sure reward. Then in Nehemiah, remember Nehemiah went back, he was the leader when they built the, rebuilt the wall in record time. And Nehemiah made a lot of sacrifices and put up with a lot of persecution. This is what Nehemiah said three or four times throughout Nehemiah. Remember me, my God, for good according to all that I've done for this people. You think that's bold? Yeah, that's bold. But God wants you to come boldly before his throne of grace. That's our Father. You, you, you don't have to be meek and mild and wimpy and, and just, you know. Right. Come boldly before because you're the righteousness of God in Christ. And, and so I encourage you to, to begin to think this year, you know, and, and act like you are a child. We sang about it. Act like you're a child of God. 
Read what the Bible says about those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons and daughters of God. Like Bobby said, hold your head up high. Amen? Yeah, that's right. God remembers your faithfulness and character, and He is going to reward you. Then in Hebrews 6.10, it says, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward His name, in that you've ministered to the saints and do minister. Our God's not going to forget what you've done. God's not going to forget, you know, all the 30-plus years Kathy and I have been here, and you've been here. He's not going to forget that. And He's going to bless you and reward you. Amen? In Genesis 15, 1, then it says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Or your reward shall be very great. So that describes your reward to be full, sure. God will remember you, and God's rewards are great. Amen? Now, I'm going to go on just for a few minutes. And we're going to listen to this thing with Hank again. I want to get it into you. This is the first of the year. I want it to be on the inside of you. Amen? Now, there are some things a believer can do that will set you up for rewards. It's just, you know, God's not going to reward slothfulness, indifference, apathy. You know, just come to church once in a while and... You know, when you feel like it, open the Bible. No, God is going to reward people that have certain characteristics that do certain things. And I believe a lot of us are already doing those things, but I want to put you in remembrance of those things. I want you to look at Psalm 19. Psalm chapter 19. Here's some of the things that that pertains to a believer he should be responsible for. And if you'll do these things, it just sets you up for even more of God's blessings. The first thing you need to do is this. Keep God's commandments. Everyone say it. Keep God's commandments. Very simple. Psalm 19 and verse 7, it states, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting or restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, Rejoicing the heart, the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. Yes, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. Now listen, moreover by them your servant is warned. And in keeping them... There is great reward. In keeping God's commandments, there's what? Great reward. Keep means this. It means to watch, to protect, to retain, to honor, and to regard. So in 2022, we need to really, all of us need to honor God's word more than we ever have before. And... uh You'll see that if you watch Lance Wall now. He's got a young gal that's his assistant, and I'm I'm real impressed with her. And she's a millennial, and she's sharp. And listen to her comments. And you know to be around somebody like Lance Wall now. She's blessed. 
because you catch the anointing that's on him will come on you. But she had some good comments. So not only listen to him, listen to what she says. So that's what keep means. Proverbs 4, 20, 23 says, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart for their life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Joshua 1, 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it once a week. No, day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you'll make your way prosperous, and you'll, then you'll have good success. I, I like to read books about great men and women of God that have gone on to be with the Lord. One of my favorites is Smith Wigglesworth. How many of you know who he is? And I got this, this book, I... In fact, when I was working with this estate, I found some of the books that I'd given this family, and I took them. I said, I'm taking back my books. She was gone, and, and he wasn't reading them. And this was evidently must have been written back in 1971 or compi- compiled from Smith Wigglesworth's um, sermons back in 1921. And this chapter is entitled, What It Means to Be Full of the Spirit. He says, none of you can be strong in God unless you diligently hearken to what God has to say to you through his word. You cannot know the power and the nature of God unless you partake of his inbreathed word. Read it at morning and at night and at every opportunity you get. After every meal, instead of indulging in unprofitable conversation around the table, read a chapter from the Word and then have a season of prayer. I endeavor to make a point of doing this no matter where or with whom I'm staying and wherever he traveled. If he sat down at a table, they'd have prayer before the meal. As soon as the meal was over, he'd get the Bible out, read a chapter in the Bible, and then they'd pray again. He did that all the time. And you, I love reading, you know, when I read about great men and women of God like this, it stirs my, my spirit. Because I, I, you know, aspire to be like that. I want to, to, to please God. I want to do great things. You know. And so if you're young, don't wait till you're 64. Start now seeking God. Running after God. Crying out to God. Wanting his power and his, and, and experiencing his presence every day. He said, the psalmist said that he did, that he had hid God's word in his heart and that, that he might not sin against him. And you will find that the more of God's word you hide in your heart, the easier it is to live a holy life. So the more word you and I put in our heart, the easier it is to live a holy life. And you know the thing that gets me? I'm 64. She'll be 65 here this year. I'll be 65. And you know what really bothers me? And I'm not saying it. It's, it's you know, not becoming a, a mental stronghold or anything. But how much carnality I still have in my life. And if you're carnal, you're not going to be spiritual. And I'm not saying I'm, you know, I, there's an element. Of, you know, I'm, there's spirituality in my life. I love 
God with all my heart. But I still discover some things I say, the way I think, maybe some actions that I take every day are not Christ-like. And I think the first sign that is good, that it, it, that it bothers me. And what's it caused me to do? I want to be stronger in God. I, I want to do great things for Him before I breathe my last breath. So don't give up. Continue to seek after Him. Cry out to Him. Confess your sin before Him. Now don't leave here and go say, I went to a church, that pastor's carnal. He's so carnal. No, I'm being honest with you because I'm just, that's who I am. I'm honest. It's, I just recognize there's areas in my life that I can do better. Amen? He said, he also testified that God's word had quickened him. And as you receive God's word in your being, your whole physical being being will be quickened and you will be made strong. As you receive with meekness the word, you will find faith springing up within and you'll have life through the word. So it's important. Number one, you you and I as believers, we have to keep God's commandments. Second thing is look at Proverbs 11. I read it to you, but I want you to see it in your Bible. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 18. We're talking about things that you can do as a believer that you're responsible for. The first one is keep God's commandments. The second one is so righteousness. Everyone say so righteousness. Proverbs eleven eighteen says the wicked man does deceptive work, but he who sows righteousness will have a sure reward. You say, preacher, that's a big word, righteousness. The wicked man earns deceitful wages. Now listen, in, in this translation, the Amplified will, will enhance it. But he who sows righteousness, now listen, conduct according to moral principles, strict honesty, uprightness of character, character shall have a sure reward. Shall have a sure reward. Basically, righteousness, if you look it up in the Hebrew, It means acting according to God's standards. And I like this. This will help you remember righteousness. Just do what is right. Do what is right. Every day in your affairs, your finances, your place of employment, be honest. Exemplify godly character. Amen? Let your speech be with grace, seasoned with salt. David knew how to behave. There were times he just knew how to behave. Yeah, he made mistakes, but he did a lot of things right. So it's important that you sow righteousness. Hosea in chapter 10, verse 12 says, Sow for yourself righteousness and reap in mercy. So if you sow being good, sow your honesty, your character. It'll come back to bless you. So in 2022, you know, take some time and reflect upon your your life. How do you handle your finances? When you go to, to work, do you do you roll up your sleeves and do your best, even though maybe you don't like your boss, maybe you don't like your co-workers? Ultimately, you're working for him. 
We're talking about sowing righteousness. Sow for yourself righteousness and reap in mercy. Let me read it to you. You don't need to turn there. I'll just read it to you. In Galatians, I thought it was interesting last night when I was listening to Lance Wallnow. He brought this scripture up, or she did, I think. Let him who's taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. So say I'm going to sow righteousness. Do what's right in 2022. Number three, everyone say, fear God's commandments. Proverbs 13, and this kind of ties into the first one, but Proverbs 13, 13 says, He who despises the word will be destroyed, but he who fears the commandments will be rewarded. He who fears the commandments will will be rewarded. And she brought this up last night. There needs to be a greater hunger for the word. You know, and I pray, that, oh Lord, I, I, I'm hungry for you. I'm seeking after you. And, and, you know, sometimes you call those things that be not as though they were. When you're hungry in the natural, you come to our house about, Oh, when Micah gets home from work, and, 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 or me at sometimes at noon, if my blood sugar's low, I gotta eat. I gotta get food. Anybody like that? I gotta eat, especially Micah. Caleb was terrible. He'd, he'd get really cranky and nasty. He's not here today, so whatever. But he had to eat. We gotta be that way. We've got to eat the spiritual food that's in this book. If we're going to make it in the days ahead, and we're not called just to make it or to survive, we're called to overcome. That's what a Christian's mandate is, to be an overcomer. And I know, Steve, sometimes you feel like you're you're out there all on your own and, and people aren't getting it. Well, I understand. I've been doing this 30 plus years and there's times I stand here and I think, are they really getting it? Are they really listening? Do they understand the importance? I believe you do today. Amen. Amen. Um, Proverbs 13, 13. He who despises the word will be destroyed, but he who fears the commandment will be rewarded. One other translation says, ignore the word and suffer. Honor God's commandments and grow rich. So you need to honor God's commandments. Let's do one more, and then we'll pick up next week. Here's one that you might find interesting. Look at Proverbs 25. We're talking about what you can do if you want to set yourself up for rewards from our Heavenly Father. Everyone say, feed an enemy. Maybe I shouldn't have, maybe I shouldn't have closed with this one. How many of you got enemies? Yeah. <laughs> In-laws and outlaws and all the people in your life. That How many raise your hand? There's some people you just, just should not be around. Amen. No, I love you, dear. It's not you. 
But we need to have the right attitude. In Proverbs 25 and verse 21, it says, If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he's thirsty, give him water to drink. For so you will reap coals of fire on his head, and the Lord will reward you. Look at Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Then you can get ready, and we'll put that video up again. You say, well, I heard it. Well, you're going to listen to it again. You might listen to it next week, too. Faith comes by hearing once. Hearing comes, faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and doing and doing and doing. So you got to hear it more than once, I believe, to get it down in your spirit. Here's what, in Matthew 5, verse 43, Jesus said, You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. So that, that kind of tells you in 22, do we have any enemies? <laughs> Does the body of Christ have any enemies right now? In Washington, D.C., the state, sure we do. There's enemies out there. They're enemies of God. They don't want to have anything to do with God. But you need to have the right heart's attitude. Um, Recognize they are an enemy, and, and you can pray. And I know it's difficult sometimes to pray for people that just are evil. And uh, But you can pray that God will deal with the evil. And uh, he's a just God, and he's not going to put up with a lot of this. And I believe, you know, I was telling Kathy, sometimes, I, you know, the last few weeks I've pulled away from listening to a lot of the prophetic stuff. You've got to be careful and, um, and just make sure you're led by the Spirit of God. And I'm, I'm not saying listening to a lot of the prophetic things is wrong, but why don't you just take time to listen to God on your own? Yeah, listen to a true prophet. I'm, I'm playing one for you today. He's a true prophet. But I'm saying if that's all you're listening to and you're not taking time to listen to the Spirit of God and the Holy Spirit in your own life, in your own life, then you're missing it. You're missing it. But you, you've got to, to feed your enemy and, and, and pray for your enemy and keep the heart's right attitude because if you don't, you're going to have a root of bitter, bitterness. Take root. And you're not going to bear fruit in your life. Amen. I'm going to stop there. This is only about uh, 10 minutes. Then I want you to, last week I handed out the prayer, but there was a mistake at the bottom, so we corrected that. And the last part, it says, oh, give thanks to the God of heaven. Yours doesn't say thanks, it says that. So we have new right here. In fact, before this is over, you can just take it out, set it with the rest of them. Pick up all those two prayers of supplication. Um, Pastor Hank, in a nutshell, and you'll hear it, he, says, I, he said that uh, 2022 will be 2020 true. Say true. 2020 new. Say new. 2022, the king 
remembered, and 2022 is about you. And so he'll explain that if you put that up and just take a few minutes and then really listen. I've been seeking the Lord about 2022. And when I first released this word, man, some people got in the religious head. And the word was 2022 will be about you. And people say, oh, it's never about us. It's always about Jesus. Well, if you think religiously, then you're going to discount yourself. Mm-hmm. We, have a, we have a crucified, bloody, beaten Christ, okay, because he made it about us. He's now exactly. the ascended Christ exactly. who bears scars. Yeah. God so loved us, the world. And there are times when we focus on God that he does make it about us. And so the Lord said to me back in 2018 and 19, he said that there would be a, 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 a pandemic, a plague that would hit the earth. It would be like in the days of Israel and Egypt. And he said the decade would start off harsh, which it has. Those prophecies are happening. But he said we'd end up in rest. And God said because of the harshness of the season that we've been in, he's going to make it about us. He's going to make it about you that are watching because of the harshness of the season. Now, does God ever make it about us? Absolutely. Mark chapter 10, this is your homework, verses 46 through like 51, where he meets a man, blind Bartimaeus, who was crying out to God. It wasn't a squalling and a bawling. It was a cry of covenant. And it was, thou son of David, which is covenant, have mercy upon me. And uh, God, Jesus stopped, called Bartimaeus over to him and said these words to him. And this is the word for 2022. Because there's going to be warfare in 2022, I'm telling you. And the enemy's going to try to bring chaos to our cities. And we need to, that's why we need to mix it with prayer. Okay? He, de- he wants to spoil celebration, whether it be you or nationally or worldwide. And we need to stay on it. He asked Jesus a question in Mark 10. He, he, or he asked Blind Bartimaeus a question. What do you want me to do for you? Notice, here's the, here's the, here's the thing. What do you want me to do? If you want it to be about you in 2022, make it about him. That's why Jesus said, what do you want me to do? Lastly, four things are going to define 2022. Are you ready? First of all, you're going to say 2020 true. God is still exposing corruption, lies about vaccines, about the virus, about what's really been taking place, shutdowns variants, all kinds of things. The election, God's still going to pull the covers off. He's not done. And so it's going to be 2020 true. You watch how the spirit of truth is going to move strong to do what Psalm 37 says. God's going to deal with and cut off the evildoers. Verse 13 of Psalm 37 says he's going to laugh. Why? Because he knows he sees their day coming. This is what we're going to see in 2022. It's going to be 2020 new. New things are going to come. Blind Bartimaeus, Mark chapter 10, got a new season because he was specific with the question Jesus asked. What do you want me to do for you? He didn't say, oh, I'm not worthy. It's not about me. He said, "Uh, Jesus, I want to receive my sight. Come on, you know what it is. You lost your job. Your marriage is a mess. You're upset about what happened in the election. Well, make it specific. Say, God, only you can do this. But that's the second thing. The third thing is I was sitting watching football last Saturday. It's amazing how unreligious God is. Here I am watching football trying to study, right? I don't know if you should mix the two together. But Alabama was playing Auburn. Steve, it was a great game, and I was caught up in the game, and I had my Bible out studying. And all of a sudden I heard the Spirit of the Lord, and he said, you tell the people 
2022 shall not only be 2020 true, 2020 new, but it shall be the year that the king remembers. Whoa. And if you study when the king remembered in the scripture, I'm talking about King David, when he remembered a crippled, lame man named Mephibosheth of the house of Saul, who it wasn't his fault that tragedy came to him. It's not our fault what they've done to our nation. Yet the king remembered him and brought a, a restoration, a reversal, and a new season to Mephibosheth. Because of the harshness of the season, Steve, of what they've done in our nation, what they've done to people, the king, like with David, is calling for you. And he's going to make it about us. And he's going to vindicate his church. And the king will remember. And when, when God remembers in Scripture... Uh, one thing that he does is he releases a nation from its bondage. Uh, Exodus 2, verse 23, when the people cried out for 400 years, the Bible says, and God remembered his wow. covenant. And he delivered wow. them. Another thing that he does, he deals harshly with the enemy. You think these people are going to get by with what they're, they're doing? <laughs> the king remembers. Hmm. He knows what they did in 2020. He saw every single act of treason. He's remembered. He knows what he said about Donald Trump. The king remembers. And so the fourth thing is going to be about you. And so, you know, you need to start praying and asking God specifically. But I want to say this last thing, Steve, because I feel the Lord telling me to say this. In Luke 17, verse 11, you see 10 lepers. Because you might say, well, how do I, how do I pr prepare myself for the new Hebrew year that we're in? But how do I prepare myself for the, the coming year? Uh, on the on the English calendar, whatever they call it, the, there's a word they use. Gregorian or something, me. I think. It's yeah, it's too big for me, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah and so um, you have to you have to mix, mix Thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you. You're not done with President Trump. Mm -hmm. I thank you, Lord, that no man is going to steal this nation from you. I thank you, God, that the King remembers me, but remembers Donald Trump, remembers America. Lord, I thank you that the King remembers that I lost my job because I stood for my body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Lord, the King remembers when I got fired because I said no to something that violated my constitutional right. You, you understand? And so in Luke 17, verse 11, there were 10 lepers that came to Jesus. And leprosy was an amazing thing. It would eat away at people's body. So, so if someone had leprosy, you could tell just by what it did to their skin. But sometimes leprosy would literally uh, eat at their bodies and they would be missing fingers, hands, part of their face, their ears. It was nasty. And so when these lepers came to them, these ten lepers, we, we, we don't realize that it wasn't just a nasty disease, but it was literally ugly. We don't know the condition of what these 10 lepers were in. Some of them may not have had ears. Half of their nose was gone. Who knows? And they came to Jesus and, and they cried out covenant, have mercy upon us. Jesus, the Bible says, go and show yourself, watch this to the priest. It's interesting how we give so much authority to governing officials. Yet if you really look in the biblical days, it was the priests and God using the government of the kingdom, so to speak, to declare certain things. Like, are you ready? Quarantine. Mm. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. Certain things that had to do with viruses and diseases. It wasn't just in the hands of freakish doctors who were sometimes demon-possessed. 
And uh, so, you know, a different subject. I'm sure they're right about that. But the, the point is, Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. So the, all ten went. I'm going somewhere. I'm almost done. All ten went, and they showed, started going to show themselves to the priest, and the Bible says they were healed. And one of them realized, wow, I'm healed. They were all healed. In other words, the leprosy disease left their body. But something still remained. Are you ready? Even though the ten, there was no visible evidence of leprosy, there was still visible evidence. I'm watching this. I'm going to liken this to America. There was still visible evidence of a plague, scarring, pain, loss. They could look down at their hand. Oh, I'm healed of leprosy, but my hand is still gone. There was still evidence of a very painful, harsh prior season. The one turned around with the thanksgiving, and Jesus didn't say, hey, man, you're healed. He said, where are the other nine that got healed? And he looked at the one who gave thanks and said, listen to me very carefully. Your faith has made you not healed only, but has made you whole. I believe what Jesus said to that man is, look at you. You are in a total 2020 true, 2020 new. I'm making it about you. And watch this. It's so new that you are not just healed. One leper, you had your nose missing. You're now whole. And it will be as though it never happened because of the reset, the reversal, and the rebirthing of a new season for you. And I'm telling you in America, we are coming into this. It's what Kat has saw so accurately. And that is, it's what I've seen, that no matter the harshness of the season that has caused a scarring, pain, come on, loss. Some of you, you know somebody that has died from, from something, you know, maybe it was COVID or whatever, just like those nine. They, sat, they were satisfied for healing, but they still had a reminder of their pain, their hurt, their scarring, and their loss because they, they neglected something that we got to be careful. And that is, we cannot stop giving thanks for what God said. President Trump, United States of America, new season, new day, we're going to celebrate. And when you do, a wholeness will not only come upon you, but it's going to come over the nation. A wholeness as though it never happened. Reset, reversal, and a rebirthing in your life, but in the nation. Thank you, God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, some of you heard that, but you've got to hear it again. Now, this prayer of supplication, and Kathy said something that's so important. Be specific on what you request. Be specific. So, it, it says, I believe, Lord, that it is your desire to reward my righteous stand for you with good in this new year. I also believe that your word that promises that states a faithful man will abound with blessings. Your rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Jesus, you said in John 14, 14, if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. And in 16, verse 24, until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Therefore, Father, I ask you in 2022 for... Write specific. It might be a job. It might be your health. Whatever. Write it down. And then what you do, after you do that, you take this prayer, you pray it. You can pray it every day. Just say, Father, I thank you. Everyone say, Father, I thank you. So just like Pastor Hank said, you've got to give time to give thanks to God 
All he's done, all he's doing, and all he's going to do in the days ahead. Let's stand to our feet this morning. If you need, get a copy of that, fill it out. That's yours. You don't even need to tell him, anybody about it. Um, but put that in your, your, where you go when you pray every day and have it accessible so you can get it out and pray it. And just thank him for it. Thank him for it. Thank him for it. Now, I want to pray today. We've got people sick, and uh, I want to pray for Kim's sister. Her, her name's Linda, and she had, um, they were going to give up on her and put her in hospice, and now that she's in Lincoln and she's had surgery, we don't know all the details, but I want to pray for her, then I'm going to pray for you. Amen? Amen. So let's get an agreement. Amen. Father, today we thank you for your word that states you sent your word to heal and to deliver your people. Surely you have been made sickness and disease, and by your stripes we are healed. So, Lord, it is your will to, to heal your people. And so, Father, we thank you that, Jesus, you're not only Savior, Jesus, you're our healer in 2022. And, Lord, we thank you we walk in wholeness. Every day in the name of Jesus. Father, now we specifically bring before you Linda. In the name of Jesus, we take authority and bind death. The spirit of death and we loose. Now you can pray in tongues, folks. Loose pray. Loose resurrection life upon Linda. This day in the name of Jesus. Father, give the doctors supernatural insight and discernment to know how to treat her effectively. We take authority over fear in the name of Jesus and we lose faith and we lose peace to guard her, her family's hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. You're a God that heals. You're a God that delivers. You're a miracle-working God. So we thank you for blessing Linda in Jesus' name. I take authority over viruses and flus over the body of believers of Harvest Church in Jesus' name. And I loose healing and health and supernatural recovery on every member of this body in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We're blessed this day. Spirit, soul, and body in Jesus' name. Now... One more thing I forgot, and I want to do this, and this is a great, how many have this book? <coughs> oh my gosh, it's wonderful. I want to read this over you. Today I declare that you grow and graduate to another level in the spirit in 2022. I say you come into a new degree of spiritual maturity, ability, and understanding. I command every hindering spirit that would come to stunt your growth to be bound in the name of Jesus. I prophesy that you rise from all previous distractions and interruptions and that all areas of spiritual immaturity are replaced by wisdom and readiness. I decree another level of promotion come upon you to elevate you to new places of influence and leadership. I call for every platform that God has designed you to stand upon to manifest in the right timing and nothing shall interfere with it in Jesus' name. I say another level of growth develops and comes into full fruition in the name of Jesus. And everyone that agreed said, 
Amen, 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 amen. Don't forget this year, keep declaring and decreeing. Anything else? Please listen to Lance. Will you do that for me? Because next week I'll ask you if you did. Amen? God bless you. Have a good week. Thank you, everybody. Thanks to the gals that made the cinnamon rolls.